Hey everybody, Trevor here. A uh, little editor's note before we get started. We goofed. A sinner comes before you. Shame. I haven't seen those movies. Shame. Did you not get that, that whole episode was a Mad Max thing? Shame. Uh, well, due to an over-reliance on Wikipedia, we thought there were only 11 episodes of Discovery this season. So there's a lot of talk about this being the penultimate episode. And I wanted to apologize both for screw-up and for my rant about the word penultimate that you're going to have to listen to. But yeah, there's three more episodes. 14 episodes of Discovery Total. So don't panic. All right, on with the show. Everyone ready. Warning. Warp core collapse in 10 seconds. What? I got a bad feeling about this. It's a trap! That was a disaster. I think it's because I mentioned Phantom Menace, and then everything just went to shit after that. Welcome to Star Boys, the podcast about all things Burnham, especially those beginning with Michael Burnham. I'm Trevor. And, and I'm Bryce. This week we're talking about Michael Burnham. Burnham Burnham Michael Burnham Michael. It seems like the center of your universe might be uh, Burnham? Am I, am, I, am I understanding you correctly? In the center of some universe, at least, yeah. <clears throat> Trevor, if it's the center of the Star Trek universe, it's the center of our universe. <laughs> all right that's at, at least when there's not at least when there's not any new uh other star content <laughs> to discuss <laughs> this week we're talking about discovery season two episode 10 the red angel yeah the penultimate episode of this season i hate that word why do you hate that word yeah just say second to last you pretentious piece of shit but it's <laughs> a little bit shorter it's it's a little bit fancier yeah i'd like things to be a little fancy you don't Hmm. No, I mean I I lift my pinky when I drink my tea. And you only like civilized person. And you only drink Miller High Life because it's the champagne of beers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. But this week we get a lot of big plot drops in Discovery. A lot of payoff for some of the teases that we've been following this season. And we've got one more episode to go to wrap uh, up all the loose ends. I don't know. I might not watch it. I, the, the... <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't, I've enjoyed... We we haven't discussed a lot about this episode off-air, but Bryce did let slip that he, <laughs> he was not particularly thrilled with it. So. Uh, no, but, you know, the thing is, that, and I kept watching and I tried to, I tried to appreciate it for the, like, I know that there's good plot moving forward, but, like... It's one of those things where, you know, I, I, I had my Star Trek boner going into the episode, and it got killed partway in, and I just could not get it back. No, they have pills for that. Well, the pills don't work that quickly. I mean, <laughs> you gotta, like, have it after dinner, and then you're ready for it after after <laughs> dessert, but... <clears throat> yeah, don't take those on an empty stomach. <clears throat> don't take... <laughs> I really that's like that's the the Star Trek. That's the perfect opportunity for like an actual written joke. If we ever, you know, (laughs) wrote any comedy down. We have a comedic (laughs) ideas document. Is it still pretty much blank? Still still blank. (laughs) 
Uh, this episode begins with the funeral for Commander Commander Arium. Yeah, and it's you know that there's um we can see that the traditions are already established here to fire a corpse out into space. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how you show respect. To and for some reason, they take lost loved ones. For some reason, they take like thirty three percent of her head off before launching her into space. Like he like unclips the top <laughs> dome. Like what? Why? Well, they they did explain a little bit that they were concerned about her still being infected, right? Yeah, with this. But then, AI, then so they wanted to be careful with her. Then fucking fire head. her into a goddamn sun, like <laughs> yeah, the ultimate. Like being like, fight. oh, I'm a bit worried that this dead corpse <laughs> might have Ebola. Well, let's put it on the other side of the room and remove a hand. Like it's not just not smart. <laughs> uh, during this funeral, everyone has you know nice solemn words. To say, not really about Arium, mostly about themselves. <laughs> it, it 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 starts off uh, an episode of uh, of Ash coming to to Burnham to say uh, how nice her words at the funeral were. Uh, Culber coming to Stamets to say how touched he was. And Stamets, they're all just saying what's in their own well, mind. Which I I I haven't been to a lot of funerals. Maybe that is what it's like. You're kind of. Reflecting inward. Mm. I I, I think that the funeral can serve different purposes for different people, you know? Yeah. For Saru, it's a chance to show off his sweet pipes. Yeah, did you, it was like Gaelic tones. Apparently, like, there was some link established between old... <laughs> the old Gaelic cultures and uh, and Saru's homeworld. Mm-hmm. It, it, it reminded it me soothing. of... Um, like looking forward to his album drop. Like uh, Lord of the Rings, when you have like the solemn one of the hobbits singing. You know, one of the hobbits yeah. starts singing a, a pop song in the middle of the movie. wasn't quite a pop song, but I do remember that that there's a big fat his style was very. There's pop-ish. a big yeah. fat guy who eats a disgusting grape the wrong way during that scene, which for some reason stuck with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> As, as um, just coldly ignores my commentary once again and pushes forward for the good of the show. We gotta, we gotta push forward. Yeah, we're really crunched for time. Uh, four minutes into the episode. <laughs> um, another subplot we get uh, this week is Culber continuing to reckon with his strange identity, continuing to deal with his. Strained relationship with Stamets. Strained because he doesn't feel like the man that Stamets loved or that loved him. Uh, but he goes to Admiral Cornwell for some counseling. I think I think she was a Deanna Troy in a mm. previous role. I'm you guessing. feel like she was a Deanna Troy in a previous... <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> I feel um, it. Yeah, and is he just... It, it's hard to put yourself in in his shoes, but like, just nothing quite feels right. You know, he just feels out of place, and I mean, that's a really interesting concept. You know, to imagine—I mean, imagine you had all of your memories intact, but they weren't tied to like your senses. You know, and you imagine your grandparents' house, and you can feel yeah. the smell. You know, 
or, you know, whatever it might be. And it, I picture that as being like disconnected. Like the images are familiar, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't quite have the same um, neural pathways uh, connecting. Mm-hmm. And Cornwell gives Culber some interesting advice. Uh, she doesn't just say, oh, yeah, go with your feelings. She says, she kind of urges him to to try again to say, "I'm yeah, okay, you you don't have those sense memories of your grandparents' house, but if you go back to your grandparents' house and really enjoy it there and have those same sensory memories made again, yeah. then you might have the yeah, same experience." Yeah, I, I think she gives him good advice, um, and it, it maybe is maybe it's the grand the grandparents' house in this uh, analogy would be Stamets. But- or penis, which I, I don't butt. know who's who's what role, or maybe they're versatile. I, I don't know. Um, I I really thought it was interesting too because she's the first one to really refer to him as a different person and uses past tense when she talks about you know the person he was before. She sees him. Is that a is that an Avatar reference? She. She recognizes what he's going through. I don't think she recognizes what she's going through, but she seems to treat him in a way that actually he appreciates. And it, and it, although, I, yeah, because everyone else was trying to make him out to be the exact same person. Everyone was, before, was trying to, which was frustrating. To him. Everyone has been trying to empathize with him, but nobody can imagine what it's like for him. And she's just kind of like, yeah, you're in uncharted territory. Nobody's going to be able to, you know, no one can realistically empathize with you. But her advice uh, gets through to Culber, and he seems to think that maybe he can work on the relationship and learn to love again. And they live happily ever after. You know, later in the episode, oh, he goes he goes to Stamets to try, and that doesn't exactly work out. So we may have to wait until next season, or honestly, probably just next episode for that to actually Yeah, I'd happen. be totally fine with that being a much slower burn. Like, I do find it to be an interesting storyline, but it doesn't seem like it's... It's not a ticking clock in the same way. Like, I don't mind that that's not resolved at the end of the episode. Yeah. I get a bit pissed off when six episodes in a row we hear a hint about Spock and then we never fucking see him. But, like, this seems like it's it's a... it's an... Next season, uh, we'll get a plot where if Stamets and Culber don't get back together, the entire uh, life as we know it will cease to. Yeah, they really have set the stakes pretty high for the series. <laughs> We're not talking about the death of a person or a ship or a planet. We're talking about like all sentient life in the universe. Um, um, should we get to the red angel here? I mean, I guess <laughs> if we have to, you can get to it, and I'll um, shit on the, it. the 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 intro to this episode, like the last time, the previously on Star Trek Discovery part. It points towards all the evidence that we've been given that the Red Angel is Burnham, yeah. as we've been yeah. saying for a while. Um, it also points to a whole bunch of quotes and stuff, just saying how important mm. she is. <laughs> but if she hasn't, as if she hasn't got enough of this. I mean, do you think that's what Donald Trump's life um, is like? <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's why I dislike this episode. <laughs> um, so all this evidence points to it being Burnham. In the episode, we find out the Red Angel is Burnham, and then at the end, it's not Burnham. All right, yep. I'll see you next week, Trev. Is that <laughs> all right? Uh, is it? Is it? Does, does she say "mom"? Is that what she says at the end? Is that? Yeah. Okay. 
which I I couldn't I couldn't tell it was a you know it was supposed to be like a a twist right because we've been introduced to to some of her we've we've heard some of Burnham's what would you call it trauma dealing with her the supposed death of her parents yeah trauma's a good and we get more info about how they were actually section 31 agents of sorts yeah which is you know i mean that so we build up to this a bit and but it is a a twist at the end but i didn't feel like it was that much of a twist because it's still fits with this theme that everything revolves around burnham okay it's not her that's the red angel but it's another thing that directly links to her right yeah it's I I hope they're going somewhere with it. I mean, in terms of the everything being about her. Uh, because they, they just they just keep beating us over the head with it. And it's like one subtle reference <laughs> would be fine. But like... We can skip to the last part here in our notes. But it really is the case in this show that everything is about a character like this is a story about Michael Burnham Star Trek Discovery yeah and I feel like previous Star Trek shows the world always felt bigger than the characters I mean you'd have you know characters in leadership roles and characters with big egos like Kirk but they're still dealing with like external problems yeah and plots and this show it's like it's more soap opera it's about a specific character and it's about their relationships, and oh look, it's their long lost mom. Yeah, I surprise. Uh, da, da, da. I'm I'm not having fun with that. I I don't turn on Star <laughs> Trek to watch a soap opera. And again, like I, I've enjoyed a lot of the other stuff, and I don't mind like the subtle hint, and I don't even mind it being her mom. But it's just like every ten minutes, there's like a like how dumb do they think we are that we can't get from the first time that this is all about Burnham? Like, do we really need it to be? poured on every 10 minutes um so I, one of the things we had hoped for discovery i think one at least we had talked about in some of our inspiring discovery segments was that they would do more with the characters right with the relationships broaden them and deepen them in ways that maybe the next generation had not done but i feel like the pendulum has swung completely in the other direction yeah where now everything is driven by the relationships and we've kind of lost track of some of the you know we need to get to some cold hard science <laughs> star trek yeah yeah i'm i i have a theory on this um i mean we've talked before about how television shows can kind of evolve the writers will change mm. how they write it to fit actors strengths over time and I Maybe wonder if th- they've just they've like they've noticed that Sonequa Martin Green is super good at emoting super hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, Damn, she's good at crying. We should write some shit where she cries a lot. So maybe they shaped the plot so, you know, she has family issues to deal with and everything revolves around her dialing out up to eleven every episode. Yeah, but I I don't know. That that's not Star Trek to me. Like that uh, I don't know. It yeah that i agree it feels like this feels more like modern network television than it does like old star trek yeah 
this feels like I I, can't, I was going to say Grey's Anatomy, but I haven't really watched that show. But it feels like you'd see a promo for this episode and it would just show like Burnham turning around in slow motion, looking shocked at something and then like crying. And, and then it would say, you know, a long lost family member returns to what's the hospital called? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I've never watched Grey's to, Anatomy. To Grey yeah. Hospital here in to Seattle. Seattle General Hospital. And it rocks Burnham's world. Um Yeah, it it's it's I mean you can try new things. I think I think that's fine, but to completely go away from you know, whatever. I don't know. The fundamental core seems to be different. I, I don't I don't want to know about yes. one character. I want to know about society. I want to know about the ideology and and the exploration. And, and, and that is is much more interesting to me. And and I still want them to do more work in developing the ensemble of actors. They've made some strides this season. But then after we got an episode with Commander Arium being fleshed out, we realized no, she's really just a tool to characterize our main characters. Yeah, and and again, like we still, who has been developed? Like Saru got an episode, but the only one who seems to be con- like actually continually developed is is Burnham. Like Tyler, yeah, gets we an got episode more reaction then, shots from the bridge crew right, this season, right. but maybe that doesn't, I, that's not I, quite I stole enough. Other names, like <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, I, I'm just kind of hoping that we get through this season and can start the next one now. At this point, and, I, and I, that might be pessimistic of me, but like, I'm, I'm like hoping for a reset button at the end of of next episode. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you hope the writers learn lessons from every season. I think they did learn some lessons from last season. That was maybe a little too dark too murky and then so they brought in pike uh this season and i think that was kind of a good course correction yeah but <laughs> they've still got lessons to learn i think yeah so in in this episode they do try a little bit of uh sci-fi plot <sighs> <laughs> we've got a time travel paradox going on love me a time travel paradox I do I would say they don't really seriously engage with it being a paradox no it's more it's more uh, like a they find out like a vague question yeah they're like oh the uh the red angel is Burnham um let's let's snag her in a big net I, I mean as you do <laughs> I, I don't know how you catch your uh, they, your Burnhams, your centers of universe. They ne- but they never even stop to like have a discussion and be like, "Oh, won't she know this is gonna happen if she's like this is future Burnham?" Or, I mean, there's different philosophies of time travel. Maybe you could say she wouldn't. It would be a different universe you're creating. But they don't even stop to like talk about that. It's I I was confused as soon as. They found out it was Burnham. I thought they were going to 
kind of be on the side of the Red Angel and trust the Red Angel and be like, wow, she's on this mission. We have to figure out what it is and send Burnham on the same mission. And I thought the Section 31 people would be like, oh, yeah, this is probably a Section 31 mission that she's on. We got to protect her at all costs. Oh, that's you know, interesting. Like, I hadn't considered that. I, I had considered the would they support Burnham, but I kind of saw that as being a Pike Saru mm-hmm. thing. I hadn't considered the way Section yeah. 31 would look at it. That, that that's that's actually interesting, and I, again, I I like the paradox, but for fuck's sake, a time crystal. They say it twice. Is that how? That's how the that's how the Red Angel is time travel, and it was like time? a black market time crystal. Like, is it? Uh, <laughs> do you do you grind it up and then snort it so you can go back and fuck a younger version of? I I got nothing. I it just. They they mentioned it twice yeah, in the episode. That something that something would be available in the black market that is beyond any technology known to the Federation yeah. is yeah pretty uh, bizarre. It, it, it's and also you don't have to say anything. You don't have to explain this away, especially in a way where it's a tangible <laughs> object true. that apparently exists. <laughs> they've already written. They've already written themselves a way out of it. That like. There's tons of Section 31 mumbo-jumbo <laughs> tech that we don't know about. but And now you've introduced nope. the fact that time crystals fucking exist and might be on the black market. Like, what a <laughs> stupid window to, like... I, I, I'm guessing you have to refine the time crystal before it can Yeah, you have to put it in a centrifuge for... for a while, and you have to have, like, really high-powered... I mean, you need a yellow cake time crystal, really. You need tubes. Aluminum tubes, I think. Yeah. I... I... It totally took me out of the episode. I think there was two times that it was mentioned, and I just, again, my eyes rolled back so far into my head that they're still back there. And I, and I actually just only heard the rest of the episode. <laughs> and that, uh, I'm guessing that's because it seems like magic. Yeah, and you don't have to say anything. And you introduce, it's introducing something into the universe that you're saying exists. That a time mm-hmm. crystal is a technology, like... They they, they they shouldn't do that. I mean, that's what we said about the spore drive, and we have our speculation that the spore drive is going to be, you know, ultimately disassembled, destroyed, derailed somehow where it won't work. Um, but now we just have time crystals floating around. <laughs> what? <sighs> yeah. Well, this is another instance, so this would make way more sense if this show took place after all of the Star Trek series we know. Yeah. And again, we have had the uh, the temporal police or whatever that show up in Voyager. In, yeah. in Voyager, like this could be kind of uh, a nod to that. That maybe they're going to you know develop this technology down the line. Maybe the temporal again, police are going to come in the last episode from Voyager and confiscate the and crystals, it will be, and it will be that same actor in Young Face, and you know, <laughs> it could be great. And Janeway will be there. Uh I think Young Face as a technology has finally arrived. They've been trying it for a while in, in movies, even big budget movies, and it just looks awkward. Like somebody's has caked on makeup and is like photoshopped. Uh, but I just saw Captain Marvel, and they do a really good job with Samuel L. Jackson. I'm just curious. I'm always curious to see how well... Um cg ages i don't know if that was practical or cg but um i i don't know what curve we're on for resolution to be improving um 
but it's always interesting to see how the quality of the video is going to affect, mm. uh, you know. But, I mean, now our the resolution is, like, as good as our eyes, I guess, so it's probably not going to get much, much Yeah, sharper. exactly. I can't tell the difference between 2K and 4K resolution no, unless my, I'm, my, like, have my eyes pressed right up against the screen. My parents have a new TV now that, like, not only do things look more vivid than real life, but it also hides when it's off. The TV it, hides? Yeah, it has, like, no rim. Uh, it has, like, no frame <laughs> on the outside. And it has little cameras that detect the color of the wall, and it just turns the same color as the wall. Oh, nice. <laughs> I used to do that uh, with my monitor. I'd take a picture of what was behind it and put it yeah. as the wallpaper. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what what do we what do we expect is going to like where where do we think this is going next episode? Uh, emotional. We have some emotional catharsis. Burnham will learn that she's not responsible for for all the bad things that happen. Uh, so in, she didn't in forty kill her minutes, mom. her entire lifelong complex will be resolved. Hopefully, I think. All right, cool. Her I mom mean, has Spock been already, jumping Spock around through time, her. saving her. Yeah, yeah, her mom has. Yeah, that that's cool. Maybe she's also 31. trying to hide this uh, this time travel technology from people who will abuse it. But she's been pursued by this Borg AI. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that that's going to be really interesting. Is going to be the 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 one thing I'm looking forward to, and I. Is the conversation they have with the Red Angel. Um, mm-hmm. I am really hoping that it's led by Starfleet uh, Admiralty and not Section 31. Mm. Uh, I think that... that I mean, that that's important to me. I, I, I want it to be Admiral uh, Cornwell... And not, uh, what's his face? Bloody face McAssholton. I was going to say, I think he's dead now. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Or whoever else. But that's important to me. And I I think that is actually a very important choice in the direction that the Federation is moving. Hmm. Um, Are you going to treat this person like a just like, like a, someone not worthy of trust who's a war criminal or a technology thief or a rule breaker, or are you going to really try to get to the bottom of what the motivation is and what they've been doing? Um, That does interest me about the next episode. I could definitely see uh, the red angel be the episode where they kind of wrap up all the emotional plot lines. And then next week will be the episode where it's just like all action, all plot. And we wrap up, all the uh, like more practical questions we have. Is there anything? Is there any storyline or plot point that you'd like to see, um, not resolved? Like, do you want something to continue on to season three? This idea that we can more easily do this now in in this age of of TV, where it's just easy. Well, like, I've, it, I've it, accidentally happened upon some spoilers. Yeah, you uh, mentioned that in a text, I think. Which is, it's really annoying, but because I've Googled Star Trek Discovery so many times, now the Google app like will pop up news stories for me, and some of them were just like, 
straight up revealing like which characters will and won't be on the show next year. Yeah, it's, that's um, frustrating. So it's hard for me to speculate without keeping that in my mind, but I'd be fine if we were done with Spock. Yeah. Um, I think both of us have made that clear over the last year and a half. I'd also be fine if he sticks around and we get more, not more Spock Burnham character stuff, but more logic versus emotion and decision making. If he becomes like a part of the crew of the Discovery for a while. A la Pike. Mm. I mean, that could make sense, too, because what we know about Spock in the television show future is that he becomes an ambassador and he is a bit more in touch with his human side. I mean, he tries to resolve eventually the conflict between the Vulcans and the um, Romulans. Romulans, yeah, he I, tries reunification there, and I, so I, I do I'm think that they will get more of uh, with the logic extremists since they've been brought up a few times. Mm. Yeah, so we could get more Vulcan yeah, plot I, lines. I think I'm, 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 I am fine with that, and the the only valid reason for it to be Spock and not random X other Vulcan, I think. Uh, well, no. One valid reason would be if he is wrestling with that, if he is wrestling with his humanity. Mm, yeah. And I suppose it already it already did pay off to me a little bit in that uh, he and Burnham share something. And if your choice is to have another uh, half human, half uh, Vulcan, it might as well be Spock almost. <laughs> right. Because I think there is that connection where... Burnham is convinced that it's her that the logic extremists are after, but really Spock is probably what disgusts them even more. <laughs> True. Um, um, I'm hoping one of the lessons that the writers learn from these two seasons is maybe the third season doesn't need to be a, a universe ending threat. Yeah. And maybe the ship has sailed on this already, but I, it'd be cool if they just went on a, maybe a one year mission of exploration. <laughs> And right, the writers actually right. had to, you know, write the characters and individual episodes without the crutch of this ongoing plot that they could tease every week. And you can still have the ongoing character development plot, yeah. you know, like that that can still be a thing. You can have emotional development. You can still have continuity. Growth. Trevor, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. If you are going to design an exploratory vessel where you, you were really just going for exploration yeah i'll give you two choices of names you can pick you have to choose one okay. for your exploratory science vessel got it enterprise mm -hmm. or discovery <laughs> well <laughs> one sounds like a uh a hedge fund capitalist <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> so, and one sounds like a science vessel. So yeah, Discovery. <laughs> yeah, and we've also had, you know, we've had shuttles. We've we had Discovery shuttles. So um, I, I, I hope that too. I, I want those interesting science problems, you know. I, I want to have 
No, I has I don't want to use the word throwaway episode because I don't want it to be a throwaway episode, but I I want it to be an, an episode where we're posed with some ethical or moral problem about science or first contact or interaction. Just and, lower the and stakes it makes a little. Think. That's, yeah, that's what I'd like. I mean, because. I mean, the, one, the great thing about the next generation is you had that. You have the episodes that you put on, like that are fun, like Captain's Holiday, and then you have the episodes that are like universe destroying. Right, and it makes like, it seem like so worlds. much bigger of a deal when you only see the Borg maybe you know once a season, if that. Uh, then it's like a shock also, when you see them. It's not like oh yeah, here's the ongoing Borg plot. It's also like you mentioned earlier with 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 Arium. Like we we did get that kind of fun dynamic, which is almost akin, I think, to the the poker game in the Next Generation. Mm-hmm. But the poker game was not setting up a, a character to die. It was this thing that we kept coming back to, which was the crew liked each other. They got along. Mm-hmm. We got to see their personalities. We got to see them joking. Yeah, it was there and, for like, characterization. That you can yeah, do stuff just not, for that. It, yeah, it doesn't always need right, to be right part of something bigger. But like, but like you said, I mean, the biggest takeaway I, I think is open. I, I I had a a personal issue with this episode, and it it it, it was pretty dumb. I think, and I'm being it was a dumb a episode. Ridiculous yeah. about it. It was a dumb <laughs> episode, but. I still have hope for next season. Like you said, what other choice did the writers have at this point other than Yeah, cuz they keep painting themselves the into corners, writing themselves into corners. Right. And hopefully as you as you said, um maybe this off season, Trevor, we can inspire season 3 of Discovery. Yeah. Maybe that's the problem. We didn't really do that last summer, so the writers didn't know what to do. Because, yeah, because clearly, I mean, we have, we have, we have, we get what like a, a hundred or so listens. Uh, <laughs> clearly, all of those are the writers' room on repeat, <laughs> but they only play it on one device, so we only get one listen each time they mm, do it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's I, <sighs> hashtag fix Spotify. <laughs> Uh, it it really it just doesn't count all of our plays correctly. We need Nielsen <laughs> Nielsen iPhones in in every place uh, that way we can accurately see the demographic that we are catering. Uh, if you want to prove that you are a real live listener of our show, you can call our voicemail, leave us a message that will play on the show. It's at three zero two three one three one five three three. You could be a celebrity in the Star Trek writer's room when they listen to it. <laughs> you can also tweet at us at Ever Prescott and at Bryce is Wrong. You'll find our podcast at Starboys Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. You can listen to us on all the major podcasting platforms. Including Stitcher, apparently. Our music's by Eric Matias, soundimage.org. Hi, hi Mom. Hi, hi Mom. I don't like this. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Go switch off. 